Ja, wunderschönen guten Nachmittag oder schönen guten Abend bei mir in Singapur. Englisch. Und in, oh, sorry. Good morning, good evening. Hey, hi everybody. What's up out there in DeFi Chain Land? Good evening from Singapore. Good. What is it in Germany, DC? Hello. Hello, good morning. It's the uh, no, morning. No, not good morning. It's, okay. it's lunchtime. It's lunchtime. Happy lunchtime over there. Hey, guys. So happy to have you all here tonight. We are, yeah, sorry if I say tonight's uh, evening in Singapore. We have a special treat for you. So it's the first and premier show of the DeFi chain fireside chat. Me and DC were brainstorming what could we do next to bring you some exciting information update all around DeFi chain. And we thought, what could be even more <coughs> awesome than showing you tech all the time? Because it's always tech, tech, tech. We want to portray a couple of really interesting people in around DeFi chain. And yeah, that's how everything started, DC. Yeah, and you invested a lot of time with the new intro. Really nice. I yeah, but I couldn't figure now. out the language. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's talk a little bit uh, about um, who's part of DeFi chain. Who's part of DeFi chain, exactly. So we thought, who could be the first guest tonight? We were looking for somebody really special. And we didn't have to look so far, to be honest, because there's a person you're going to meet very soon. His name is Dr. Daniel Kagara. He is with DeFi Chain for quite a long time. He's in crypto forever, more or less, but he's going to tell you his life story and his crypto story soon. And yeah, I would say Daniel, Daniel is waiting out there. DC, we invite him in. What do you think about that? Yes, of Let's course. Let's go. Daniel, welcome to the hi. show. How are you? Hi, Mark. Yeah, hi. hi, Mark. Hi, Daniel. I'm very good. Thanks. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that you're having me. And uh, yeah, I'm quite exciting. It's my first live, actually. Never gonna, done this before. You're going to do a great job. I'm 100% I'm yeah. sure about that. Pure awesomeness. Hey, where are you at the moment? Well, I'm currently in Brisbane, Australia. Okay. And um, yeah, it's quite a long story how I got here. I guess we will talk about it later. Um, but yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's warm all day, every day. Cool. I'm here. Uh, it's nighttime. It's like but 8 o'clock at night. So if you're down under, a stupid question. Shouldn't be, so that is in Europe, uh, summer, shouldn't there be winter now? Or winter? Is, the climate, yeah. is the climate different on the, you're on the Gold Coast, right? Well, close, close. It's like okay. 60 minutes from the Gold Coast. Okay. But um, yeah, it's winter, but our winter is still warmer than German summer. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Especially oh. this summer today, because it's very cold yeah. on our side. Yeah. That's going to hurt the, That's gonna hurt all, all our viewers over there in Germany, I guess, telling them <laughs> that your winter is warmer than their summer. Hey, cool. Hey, guys, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, so we haven't rehearsed anything. So this is all like really first time, new guest, completely new setup. Uh, so forgive us if some things don't go so smoothly. We're going to give our best. I think we started, so we have a certain setup, uh, but I think the most important and foremost, we want to talk a little bit about your about your life story, Daniel. You've got an exciting life <coughs> story, what you told me in our quick briefing that we had. And I think to understand the journey where you come from, maybe give us a little bit background where, where you do come from, how did you end up in Australia, and okay, all of these things. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if my life story is that interesting, but I can, I think, I can tell I think you regardless. I think it's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I was, I was born in Dusseldorf. I did what every child did. I went to school, then later to a gymnasium. I don't know the English word for that. Um, then... Yeah, I was always a bit tech interested. So I was always interested in computers and technology and stuff like that. So for me, it was a no-brainer that I would go to uni and study computer science. So that's what I did in Dusseldorf. And um, this is where I met my professor who kind of changed my entire life. But um, so he was a young junior professor at uni and um, he was planning to create his own kind of department in Berlin. So he was a junior professor in Düsseldorf, wanted to go to Berlin to become a real professor with his own little team. And I was part of this team. Okay. So uh, it was everyone was very close. And um, this is, by the way, how I got into Bitcoin through him. But that's a, a, maybe a story for later. So anyway, um, yeah, I was in Düsseldorf. Then I moved to Berlin and started my PhD. 
which was, by the way, one of the best times of my life. Berlin was like a completely new world to me compared with Dusseldorf. And um, yeah, when I did my PhD, it was was very interesting. I did what I loved. So so it was like a so it was all about network security. It was all about um, communication protocols, stuff like that. And um, yeah, so when I um, was in Berlin, did my PhD. Obviously, we had to present papers at international conferences all okay. the time. So I got to go to Vancouver. I got to go to Japan. I got to go to Austria, even Austria and Innsbruck. Innsbruck, there was that's, a conference. That's not, that's not so far away, actually, right? I think it's I worth know. mentioning, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, now it is very far away. I agree. To me, Innsbruck. To me, Innsbruck is like a paradise at the, the other side of the world currently. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it was very interesting. And my PhD was kind of co-funded by uh, a university in Brazil. So. I would say maybe half of my PhD time was spent in Brazil, which was very interesting as well. So you do you speak and, Portuguese? Um, do you manage to well, learn Portuguese? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I could I could order I could order chicken I could order mm, a beer. I think yeah, definitely. And yeah, I could I always do like you know I, I mainly talked with my hands like eat, no? drink. <laughs> and it works everywhere, it works everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was a it was a team of PhD students, so everyone was talking English anyway. Mm. So it wasn't a big uh, big problem. And yeah, then uh, after I finished my um, PhD, of course I was like, okay, what do I do next? So I believed in what people told me all my life. Danny, when you're done, you have to get a job. And up to that point, my life was awesome. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I've met amazing people. I traveled the world. I did everything I could do, and then I got a job. And this is where all kind of where all went south, had... actually. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this was in uh, for a big uh, car manufacturer in the south uh, southern part of Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what 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 used to be very fun was a nightmare. So I had like a boss and I always on Discord, I always keep joking. Yeah, a dude in a suit and a tie and then ah, one minute too late. And uh, I was the, like, Oh, my God, the typical, the typical German boss that we kind of have in our minds, right? And you think, yeah, yeah like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah like a okay. perfect example. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> so back then, I had a girlfriend and uh, her dream was always, um, you know, to get out of Germany to move to Australia. And um, so, yeah, at that time, so it was 2000, late 2017 mm-hmm. when I remembered, hey, Daniel, you still have Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, because I, you know, I got into Bitcoin <laughs> very early. And then uh, it was just, the, you know, when the bubble, the 2017-18 bubble was just rising. So I looked into my Bitcoin balance and I was like, oh, my God, this can end today. So I did what everyone was <laughs> dreaming of. I literally did what everyone is dreaming of. I went in and I was like, oh. By the way, it's my last day today, and see you later. <laughs> I'm out. And you just quit. I just quit, and okay. um, yeah, just like a couple months later, I went to Australia, and yeah, I stuck around, and I'm here. Like, it hasn't worked out with the girlfriend back then, but I'm very grateful for where I'm right now because I wouldn't have come up with the idea. Okay, so Australia. actually, you blame you. So actually, she's the reason why you went there, but she's not the yeah, reason why you, she's not the reason why you stayed there at the end. No, no, no. I was literally, I don't know, I'm, I'm just pretty happy. You know, I found new friends, I found a new girlfriend, I found, uh, I have two dogs now, so oh, life yeah. is perfect, life is, life is nice. What was the biggest difference between living in Germany and in Australia? I've never been in Australia, I always wanted to go there, it's, it's like I'm in the middle between Austria and, and uh, Australia now, right, Singapore, Southeast Asia. How would you describe it, like in a couple of sentences? Mm, it's hard to say, but I would I would say the biggest difference is like the pace, like how how fast and how hectic people are. So in Germany, it's like everything is like yo, quick, quick, yeah, you need to perform and blah blah. blah. And it's yeah. like okay, well, <laughs> it's everything is easy going. Like you know, when you think about Australian lifestyle, you think about like the long haired guy on the beach, the surfboard. It's not quite that, but like you know, the mentality is very similar. So everything mm-hmm. is easy going. It's, Everything is easy nice. going. Hey, I just I just want to interrupt you for a second because we have a very special comment here from Yusin. Good ah, to meet you. Hi, Thanks for security yeah. research work for Diva Chain, Daniel. <laughs> no worries, Yusin. It's always yeah. a pleasure to work with you. I love that, it. 
that that that's really special that using is online. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's good timing. Hey, thanks you uh, for joining. Hey, awesome to have you. <laughs> Mark, don't tell me that. The more people are online, the more nervous <laughs> the I get. The more nervous you get. Hey guys, we <laughs> okay. have, we have, we have to, nobody is there. <laughs> nobody is there. It's only me and DC. We have we have to say one secret. Daniel is in a very hard situation because his monitor is not where his camera is, right? Exactly. And I find it very weird to talk to a camera, but I think you do a great job because I look constantly off my, uh, at my own picture on my monitor, but you don't see anyone. But okay, you just, it's just you and the camera. Take it easy. Exactly. I don't, I don't see anything. <laughs> okay. So uh, you ended up in Australia. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned you had Bitcoin. You know what I yeah. think is super interesting? I got into Bitcoin in 2016, 2017. I think I bought my first Bitcoin at around... But I hate it. I think about six hundred dollars <coughs> or something like this. When did you get into into crypto? I assume it was Bitcoin. I assume it was not something else. How did that happen? What was the price? Take us a little bit back in time yeah. in your crypto life. Yeah. So so I uh, thought about it to make mm. sure that I'm not telling anything untrue. And uh, when I got into Bitcoin, it was around. 2011, 2012. So it was late 11, early 2012, something around that. Um, yeah. So my professor in introduced me into Bitcoin. He told me, hey, Daniel, I have this new thing. You have to have a look at it. It's going to be great. It's going to be the next big thing. I was like, uh, okay, just just show me, you know. Maybe what did, you, what did you think when you heard that at the beginning? Because when Julian told me about it, I thought, I don't know, that sounds all kind of weird. Yeah, but back then it wasn't that much about money. So it was um, back then it was just, you know, it was very a very geeky niche thing kind of. So more a tech, um, more a techy thing, right? Yeah, I mean, when the first the first I got in, I got interested in Bitcoin. I didn't have Bitcoin uh, from the beginning, but uh, I think the price was around five bucks, five dollars, and um, so my professor told me. I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, the but then, then my, then my professor said, "Look, why don't we just buy Bitcoin miners?" And this was the time when, like, the FPGA miners were just coming out. So we, uh, so the professor suggested, "Hey, let's let's get a Bitcoin miner, and we can just mine it in in the uni, and take the money and buy like Club Mate, Coca Cola for everyone." <laughs> so um, yeah, we kept doing this. So uh, He bought he bought these miners and I kept setting them up. So I got more and more interested in this uh, topic. So what first started just like a five minute ah cool okay thanks for showing me. So I found myself to actually invest time into it, set up these miners and mm -hmm. um, mine these bitcoin. So yeah, we've been mining these bitcoins. We had free club martyr. It was all fine. So how, But obviously the, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. How long did it take to mine a bitcoin at that time? I mean, with oh. the equipment that you had, any idea? Because we know today it's really, it takes a lot of time, a lot yeah. of compu computation power. It must have been super easy at that time, right? Yeah, not, not super easy. It was, it was still like <clears throat> maybe a week or two. I don't know. So it was still um, reasonably hard. And this was the time when the FPGA miners were just coming out. So the difficulty okay. was shooting up. So it was getting harder and harder and harder. And um, I don't know, some, I think it was like late 2012, something like that. Um, we thought, because it was not just me, it was also the other guys in the team. Uh, we were like, okay, well, why don't we just get Bitcoin for ourselves? I mean, it's paying for the Club Mater. Why can't it, why can't we have Bitcoin privately? Because all the unicorns, they, they were unicorns, you know, we couldn't keep them privately. So, um, yeah, everyone was like, yeah, whatever. I want to have a miner too. So some people bought a mining equipment to mine their own Bitcoins. And I was like, hmm. I mean, I know a way how to get Bitcoin quicker. I'll just buy Bitcoin instead of a miner. So, um, <laughs> yeah. The smart, the smart German. Good idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I bought a couple hundred back then. Mm -hmm. um, it was like around $12, $13 or something like that. And um, yeah, you know, that back then there was not much you can do with these coins. So you could, you could go on Satoshi Roulette. You could... Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty much a trade on Mount Gox, <laughs> which I was doing. Lucky, lucky I got out of there before it collapsed. But um, yeah, so um, I kept did them. I just, did you, I give, just did you them. give Bitcoins away like everybody at that time? Like, hey, hey, have no. a Bitcoin or something like this? No, no not at all. Okay. And uh, yeah. one question well, I, I for guess. myself. Yeah. So, 
Do you remember the first time you, you mined a block from the uni side? Uh, how was the block reward at that time? Was it still the 50 well, Bitcoin? Well, it was, it, was, it was still 50, but the thing is, um, we didn't mine so long. So we've been, we've been using a pool. So we've been getting regular payments. So we couldn't okay. really tell, okay, we found a block. We didn't find a block. So we used these pools back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, we've been getting like daily payouts, which were smaller. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent a couple of bitcoins. There was a so later when I moved to Berlin, there was a nice restaurant. Um, it was called I don't know what this. Is, I don't want to make advertisements for them. It was uh, called Frieder Frieder Richter Frieder Richter. It was like a restaurant that accepted bitcoin. It can't and they, be more German. The name can't be more German than that. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I spent a couple bitcoin on meals, you know, but I kept the majority of the coins. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and um, so, and I kept them all the way until 17 when I, uh, when I essentially, so when the bubble started rising and everyone was talking about it on the media, mm -hmm. like your hairdresser, your hairdresser, taxi driver was telling you, oh, you'd have to invest in Bitcoin. So it's like, oh, maybe it's the right time to get out. So, uh, mm -hmm. and this gave me, this gave me the, the freedom to actually just quit my job and go to Australia and not know what's going to happen. Right. So, um, Okay, yeah. interesting. And so you you really forgot your Bitcoin, or you have it in no. mind all the time? No, I was I had it in mind all the time. I knew I had them, um, and that's how I got into. Uh, so probably you will ask me how I got into DeFi chain later. So um, that's how I came across uh, Julian's uh, video. So I've been, um, you know, I've, I knew I had Bitcoin. I've seen it rise. I've been through so many okay. crashes and hypes, and then. Uh, deep depressions and um but i i knew okay this is this is going up so i'm holding on to this but i i wanted to be prepared i wanted to know okay what what can i do with this i am not a finance guy i'm an it nerd so i don't have any idea how to invest. i didn't have any idea how to like diversify your risk or anything mm -hmm. so i essentially um yeah started looking for information and um uh, Julian's Julian's uh, YouTube videos and everything was just the best. It helped me a lot, and I still remember I was driving to Italy, like, and I wanted to drive in one go, so it was like twenty four hours from Berlin, and um, I think I listened to all Red, all the Red Bull and Julian in your ear, right? Kept you <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> kept me awake hey. because I was like I was literally driving and then almost falling asleep, and then he said. Oh, and then this could be the next thing, and woo! <laughs> so I was like, um, you yeah, said it was, uh, it was you, good. You're so long in Bitcoin, right? So I think for the most people, the most difficult thing is yes. to hold and not to sell. And we've really all amazing. been there, yeah. right? DC, that we sold something, and we, at least it was for me like this, and I said, I made the extreme profit on that one, right? And then yeah. like a year later, you figure out you were so, you're so dumb that you sold that because you <laughs> went up another 100x or something. So how, how did you manage to hold on to that stuff? Because you said you see it rising, you see it dumping, you see the high volatility. And there were for sure points in life where I thought, I think it's really time to sell. How did you manage that? Well, the thing is that never had any account where I could sell that much. So that, maybe that helped me a bit. So, you know, and, and I hold it onto it. And of course, whenever it went up by 100%, I thought maybe, oh, maybe I should cash out. But then I was like, oh, but then I need to set up this account and my bank account will block me. And, you know, I've seen all this stuff where like, okay, the Silk Road guy got thrown into jail. People who are trading local Bitcoins got thrown into jail. So, you know, back then it was like, I grew up in a time where Bitcoin was very... It wasn't shady, but people thought it was shady. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. I was always scared to cash out such a big amount of money. You know, it's like, okay, I don't know. I'll deal with it later. Um, but yeah, 2017. So how I did it is I got a corporate account with uh, Kraken. I contacted, um, how do you say, a uh, like a tax accountant who then contacted my bank and said, look, there will be a big amount coming in. And then uh, they contacted the government tax office and everything was like perfectly transparent. But if I wanted to cash out in 15 or 14, it was no tax account would have touched it at all. Hmm. So it was, it was yeah. like all the like this dark currency. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it was always a bit scary. Yeah, I cashed out for meals. I, you know, I, maybe I had a holiday that I paid for that I cashed like a 
couple grand. But um, yeah, when I cashed out big time, I wanted to make it right because I, you know, I wanted to pay my tax. I wanted to make sure it's all legit. I wanted to make sure I don't get any problems with the bank. And I don't know, 2017 was just, I don't know, it just was the right time. It just felt right. Okay, cool. So, and then you said you learned, I mean, you, you met Julian virtually on, on, on YouTube when you listened to his yeah. videos and information, I think like a lot of us did. So how, how did it then happen that you got into DefaGen? Well, the thing is, so, um, yeah, obviously I don't want to cash out and have it in like euros because, mm -hmm. uh, you get, you get the inflation that I learned now. I wouldn't have known that, but yeah, you have the inflation, you have like all these, I don't know, everyone is saying cash is trash and I honestly believe it that way as well. So I wanted to invest my money and, um, you know, back then, um, everyone was like, Daniel, the best thing you could do is buy an apartment, buy, buy multiple apartments. You're gonna, you know, this is what everyone does. Yeah. So I got everyone an apartment, does yeah. that, right? The good old yeah. German and the Austrian thinking, uh, buy an apartment, yeah. right? Exactly. And then I got like 3% per year. Wow. Okay. So I was like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> so, um, so I looked into, uh, so this was like 2018, 19, maybe this was like where the first DeFi applications came out and you could do lending and stuff like this. So, um, yeah, try to do like these new financial things on the blockchain. Um, however, and this is how I got into this whole bug bounty hunting thing. I never trusted them that much. You know, I wouldn't have put all my money into this, maybe like hundred grand or something, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't put much money into this because, um, what I mean, is quite a substantial amount for a lot of people out there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like arrogant or anything. So, no, 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 you uh, know, you know. but no, no. yeah, understand. Okay. So you said yeah. it's really, it's really a substantial amount of money and you just wanted to be sure that that's the right thing where you put it. Understandable. I mean, I wouldn't give the guy around the corner a hundred grand, right? Yeah. yeah. And I've seen so many hacks. I've seen so many people that had like a scam coin and just mm -hmm. ran with mm -hmm. the money, you know, so you have to be prepared that this might happen. And, um, and this is how I got into bug bounty hunting. I'm not bug bounty hunting because I want to earn some money or anything. It's more like I want to understand the system. I want to understand, okay, when I put money into this coin or project or smart contract, what is it doing exactly? Because yeah, I have a nice white paper and a few YouTube videos and people are like doing this nice marketing speeches. <laughs> But I want to know, you know, I, want, I don't want to believe, I want to know. I want to know for sure what's, what this software is doing. So uh, even back then I started like looking into, okay. And most of these coins, most of these DeFi projects on Ethereum, and I know maybe people don't agree with me on that, but I think they're like so insecure. It's like, even if you have, even if you have like a perfect security audit, if you have like, if you can look at the code, most contracts are upgradable. So the owner can just replace it with new logic like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like this in a second, right? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't trust these projects at all. So this like eliminates maybe 99% of all uh, DeFi projects on Ethereum. So it's like, okay, well, I can't use them. So what do I do? And uh, since I was following, following Julian, DeFi chain came across and it's truly decentralized. I mean, yeah, we, we have like centralized uh, community projects. We have like uh, YouTube videos, but like the core, the courts themselves, they're decentralized. There's no contract that can be updated. Yeah, you can upgrade logic when you vote on it and you submit to GitHub. But then, you know, if some people don't agree, if some of the miners don't agree, then you get a fork or whatever. But it's not something that one guy in his, you know, Jogging on Suga, I don't know, tracksuit <laughs> at home. <laughs> yeah, you can just, can just press a button. So you can just press a button and all security audits are useless because mm. there's a new logic suddenly. Okay. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe those things at all. Um, but have you, you, yeah. you, have you, I mean, you said you, then you started checking the code. Have you, I mean, you're a developer, you know how to write code, definitely, because otherwise you wouldn't do that. Have you done it for another project before as well? Or was this your first you, step into blockchain? I mean, no, you wouldn't. Well, you, yeah. How does it work? You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. I found some big bucks of Bitcoin itself. Um, this was yeah. back then. So with like G Maxwell uh, was very proud of me back then. Um, but back then I had to use like a pseudonym, like, I don't know, master of disaster, something like that, because um, 
you didn't want your name tied to it. Okay. Like it was like, you know, back then, now I wouldn't have any problem. But back then it was like, okay, everyone had like a nickname. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Bitcoin had some, some attacks. Uh, I don't know. There's like a Bitcoin GitHub change log where it's uh, mentioned what I did. And Tor. Tor had, uh, had a couple uh, bugs as well. Okay. And uh, then uh, someone of my group in Berlin did a paper on the security bug that I found. Okay. So it was, uh, yeah, okay. the sniper so, attack. So... The sniper attack. So it was called the sniper attack for Tor. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Oh, so you are very or you were very familiar with this topic here: yeah? how to investigate <laughs> code, how to search bugs, um, because. To be honest, I have no idea how to start. Yeah, uh, so I can mm. read a little bit of code. I also had a look into the the C code of the DeFi chain, but then I stopped. It's it's too hard. So no chance for me personal. Yeah, well, it was was an easier entry for me because I already looked at the Bitcoin source code itself, and it's like yeah. many okay. aspects are similar. But um, it's hard to describe how to do it. I, you know, it's kind of like asking. It's yeah, it's kind of like asking Picasso. Hey, can you tell me how to paint a picture? So it's like I don't know. Just you know, you've got a new nickname now, the Picasso FD chain. Yeah, no, it's like I don't know. It's it's weird. I just I just see it. I don't need I need I don't need to like exercise okay. my brain. I don't need to I just mm-hmm. I just look at it. And and I think the biggest and, and I told Mark before. Yeah. It's like um, I think the biggest issue when someone tries to get into bug hunting is they read code like they would read a book. So they look at the actual words. So they said they, they see like, ah, oh, get last masternode block time. And oh, okay, makes sense. Blockchain hide and masternode ID. But you know, yeah, just because it says masternode ID and last block height doesn't mean that it's actually doing what the words are saying, right? Mm. So it's like, um, you, you kind of start believing the words when you so I've done so before. I've done a lot of um, disassembly, like um, reverse engineering of uh, like commercial drivers for Linux, and um, there you just get like a disassembly. You don't have any variable names. You just need to completely understand what is the code doing without being like influenced by by text or by English words or anything. So, um, but it's it's really hard to explain how to how to actually do it. It's, okay, you so know, you said you so. explained it to me. You said don't trust the words that you read. So you started no, replacing. You started replacing the words with yeah, yeah. variables that make actually no sense by themselves, exactly. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, so now now more, I don't do it. Now yeah, I don't. It's do more it like anymore, a mathematics. I did. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So like uh, I don't know, get blockchain height becomes x1, masternode ID becomes x2. So you just have x1, x2, x3, mm-hmm. x4, x5, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to figure out what this thing does without. The words telling you what it does because you know it's, okay and it's a lot harder it's a lot harder you look at a code and you're like okay what is this doing how does it make sense yeah with the words it does make sense but you won't see the whole picture if you trust the words mm-hmm. Understand. so um so it's like it's yeah. like really uh solving a mathematical puzzle a mathematical formula in some way right yeah kind of kind of yeah Good. and then you started and then you immediately found something or how much time do you invest in something? Mm, uh, well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Depends. So, for example, the master notebook took me like three hours, maybe. So there's a certain okay. part of luck also involved to look at the right spot at, in some way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at every single line. So I'm not, you know, I want to understand every single line in this uh, GitHub repository. So of course it's not luck. Well, it may be luck where you start. So when I start with the master node function, and there's no bug, the bug is in the uh, anchoring system. Then of course it will take a bit longer mm-hmm. because I started at an unlucky position. But um, yeah, if there's a bug, I'll find it. Okay. okay. So you read, you read through the whole code on on the GitHub for the yeah, for the yeah. node software. Yeah, Amazing. every single line, every file. <laughs> Even if it's even if it's like super stupid, even if it's like some random helper function, I don't know, int to string or something, I'll go through that and understand what it does exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you have an interesting hobby. Some people read books, right? Some people do cooking, maybe <laughs> cooking recipes or something. You just sit there in the evening and, re and read the code <laughs> in some way. Yeah, sometimes. So I, I still know in Brazil, I was actually printing out code, Bitcoin code and taking it on the bus because it was a two-hour bus drive. <laughs> and and that you didn't want to have a computer in the bus. It would be stolen straight away. So um, I printed it on paper and I was reading code. Ah, this, this looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Hey Picasso, tell me. Picasso. Picasso, <laughs> tell me. I like the new name. That's going to be a new uh, Elias. Hey, but uh, we, we skipped a little bit over or something. So you said, you said, okay, Diva Chain sounds logical. There's people you know. There's a certain trust involved. But now you want there's to. A, there's make a big community. There's a big and, community. And there's a German community, German speaking that, community, that also a big plus. <laughs> and then, but yeah. then you said, okay, now I want to make sure that this thing is really uh, working like it should work. You you explained it uh, in our briefing yesterday with very cool words. You said a pilot would never start up the airplane and just start flying without checking the engine, yeah. the, the rudder and all these things. I think this, yeah. how you explained that this is so spot on because most uh, people out there, they see, oh, I'm going to make, that amount of money, they throw their money in there and I've been there. Yeah. I don't have the capability. Your approach is so different from so many other people. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest in anything without checking. So like, yeah, like the airplane example that I told you yesterday. So even though the, the plane has just been serviced with the mechanic, it's like everything has been checked. No pilot would just fly it without checking himself again. Right. So, um, Yeah, that, that's kind of my approach because I have quite a bit in uh, DeFi chain and I also had quite a bit of different projects. So, um, but we're talking like, I don't know, I don't know, we're talking like, I don't know, Dieter Bolen could go home. Let's, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> now, now I can't do that, right? So I've got no clue about development, right? So um, what do you suggest for people out there? This are not all um, people who are skilled to write code, read code, uh, even find bugs, right? It seems to be not so easy what I've learned. What do you suggest like the average Joe out there investing in a project to protect themselves against drug pulls or code errors or bugs or whatever? Is there, is there a best practice or do you say just hands off or what was your recommendation? I know it's, this is a very hard question. Um, I guess. I don't know. So when someone comes in DeFi chain, when some, for example, someone comes into DeFi chain, comes into the Discord and gets to know the community and he knows, okay, there's this Daniel guy who's looking at code and, you know, he found so many bugs. And if there were others, he probably would have found them. But since he didn't find any new bugs, it's probably safe now. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I'll find all of them. I'm just saying that there's a high chance that, you mm -hmm. know, if you have good people in the community, that they will find the bugs and report them. Um, I think... If I didn't know any any coding or any uh, programming languages or anything, I would have a look at the community. How this community is it like a hype community? Woohoo! Invest and get ten thousand percent tomorrow, yeah. or is it like a normal community, like the DeFi chain community, where like smart people are gathering together and like some are developers, some are financial guys, and you know everyone is benefiting from everyone else. But it's really hard to say because. You have to rely on someone else. If you can't check the code, mm -hmm. you need to rely that someone else does. And I think the only way to get it uh, is through joining the community and seeing what people are involved. It's a very good point. That's a very good point. You need you need some kind of way to verify yeah. what you're buying into in some way, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, like a swarm intelligence. Right. Yeah. Mm. So you have to look, mm. is, is the community like a swarm intelligence? Have they enough yeah. um, to make it safe, uh, working like uh, it should be? Um, mm. I think in that way. Yeah. And many, many communities that just scare me away. So when I go into like the, some projects community and I see what people are there on Telegram, it's like, uh, I don't know, some people are fighting, the other one are discussing political topics, then I don't know, some are scamming uh, 10 million percent today. Send me 10 bitcoins, get 20 bitcoins tomorrow. Let's, uh, pump, like, let's okay. pump it a little bit, right? Let's pump it yeah. and let's dump it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just, uh, you know, it's, uh, to me, it's all about the community. That's why I'm also mm -hmm. in, the, in the inner circle, because I think that's great value for me. And um, 
yeah, it's 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 great. So I'm very happy with DeFi chain, and um, I'm going to stick around. This this is my project. Even if yeah. some other project came along, imagine some other projects come along and says like, uh, well, move away from DeFi chain. It's only eighty nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, 88.3%. Uh, you get 300. I wouldn't move because... You're, um, you're checking every day, I guess, huh? Or every hour? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in, in, my living, in my living room, the, yeah. like I have a big TV and the, um, like the screensaver is the crypto charts. This <laughs> so, uh, comes up. Yeah. Holy moly. Hey, you... Are you, uh, okay, that, that, that's a personal question. You don't have to answer that. Uh, are you living alone? Are you having a girlfriend? Are you remarried I, again? No, I've never been married, but I have a beautiful, wonderful girlfriend okay. and I'm very happy. It's, um, okay, that's all I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> how, is she how is she dealing with this crypto, with this crypto story? I think we all have, a, uh, a lot of us have partners. So I, I can tell you my story, but... How how is your girlfriend uh, dealing? I mean, there's a certain I don't want to say a, a certain craziness in crypto, right? It's it's mm. fast. It's sometimes time consuming. Some people invest more time, some less. Uh, sometimes I sit on the computer in the evening and she drops in and says, "Hey, darling, wouldn't it be time to go to bed?" And say, "Hey, I I, I really have to <laughs> I have to send something. I have to wait <laughs> until the confirmations, you know." And, and she and she just thinks. What's wrong with that dude? You know, it's like two o'clock in the morning. How is oh. she dealing with that? Ah, uh, she's doing pretty well. She's very interested in all. Obviously, she doesn't have any IT background, so um, she doesn't understand how it's actually working. But she gets like the general concept how it's working. And uh, honestly, sometimes I'm sitting on the balcony having a gin tonic and just looking in the stars, and uh, she comes out. Oh, here the APR APY. It increased. I just saw it. And then I'm like, oh, really? Is she in crypto? Did she get herself into crypto? No, she's, she's not yet. No, but she, she asked me if I could get her on the DeFi chain. But um, yeah, let's see. Let's see. I, 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 many people ask me, hey, can you tell me what to invest into? Or can mm. you tell me what I should go in or what project I should avoid? And I'm just not giving anyone any advice. Okay. Because, you know, when, when they lose, when you say, oh, Bitcoin is not that bad. I would go in Bitcoin, and then they lose. You're the you're the you know you're the one to blame. Yeah. They're like, oh, Daniel, I only did it because you said it. If you say to the same person, ah, oh, no, don't go into Bitcoin, and Bitcoin goes up, you're still to blame because they will be like, oh, <laughs> I would have bought, but you told me not to buy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so whatever you say, it's always wrong. So I stopped giving people any advice. Yeah, and the so freaking crypto stuff own. goes up and down, so you're always wrong anyway, right? Because exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. You, you cannot be right. It, it's a very good yeah. point, DC. I don't know if you have the same problem, but I have like a lot of people are my friends, you know, we talk about it, I'm excited about it. And then I think maybe sometimes I should up in some way I want to spread the good word, right, about the project. But then people and then and then the APY goes down and then you get a call and somebody says, hey, dude, didn't you tell me it's 100%? Hey, we are on 95%. What's wrong? Is the thing crashing now or something? <laughs> like, and you think, Damn it. Why did I say something, you know? Uh -huh. So uh, I personally have maybe two lives. Right? It's the crypto <laughs> life and it's the non-crypto life. So it's really hard for an, an average person to talk about cryptos. It's so abstract, geeky. Uh, it's really hard. So even so you keep it, you yeah. keep it kind of separate. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. I try. I I try to avoid too much. Even in the company, sometimes people ask, right? They say, hey, hey. and I know yeah. there are a couple of cool people in my company that are in crypto, but yeah, we try to, I try to keep it a bit separate as well. Yeah. Cool. So your dogs, you've got two dogs, you said, what, what do you do in two. your free time? If you're not reading code, you go, you walk the dogs <laughs> around the beach. Or? Well, well, yeah, the dogs are a very big part of my everyday life. Uh, yeah, uh, feeding them, walking them, then they piss on the couch and I need to clean it. And it's like, it's a, it's a halftime job. Let's say it's a halftime job. And, um, yeah, otherwise I'm, I'm totally into like everything that has to do with technology. So I love, um, photography, I love videography. I like, 
you know, all the technical stuff. I've shown you my setup that I have right now. Like, I you love setting it up. You have a kick-ass setup. For that that you normally yeah. don't do YouTube, hey, it's like, it took me like half a year <laughs> well, to get there where you are in, in, in one video. Yeah, I mean, the image still doesn't look perfect. I don't know oh, why. It's pretty good, man. But... It's, it's awesome. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. No, hey, I've got yeah. a question from Fabio here. From Fabio, our Bitcoin boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds so bad. Fabio is a big Bitcoin bull. So he says, after selling the majority of your coins in 2017, if you did, did you go back in or did you only sell part of your Bitcoins in 2017? What was your strategy back then? And so back then I sold. So when the, when the bubble started growing, mm -hmm. um, I sold half of it and the price was bad. It was like 3,600 euros or something or dollars. Um, but it helped me to like quit my job. And then I literally, I know no one can time the market, but I timed the market and I sold at the top of the uh, 2017, 18 bubble. So it sold all of it. And um, I got back into Bitcoin, but never all in. So I never put uh, you know all my eggs in one basket. So yeah, I bought maybe 10 Bitcoin or 20 or something, but then I got a couple of Ethereum, then I invested in some lending, in some Ethereum coins, um, as Ethereum-based DeFi chain projects. And now I'm in DeFi chain. I also, I'm not all in DeFi chain, but I have plenty of DFIs. Fair enough. So I, think, I think nobody should be like kind of uh, having excuses for being in other coins. I really want to say this out there because that's my next question. If you want to talk about it, I never ask you yeah. that. You said you're in other projects. Uh, I know it's DeFi chain channel, but it's still interesting to hear your opinion. So you said other projects. Are there certain projects out there where you say they're worth for you looking into that you kind of believe or? No, none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very politically like what, correct answer, yeah. I guess. Yeah. As, <laughs> no, like, honestly, as soon as a project has an upgradable contract, <laughs> where, you can, where the owner can just upgrade the contract and uh, steal all the money, I'm not interested in projects okay. like that. Okay. So yeah, of course, Bitcoin, but yeah, Bitcoin, I'm interested in, of course. Uh, Ethereum is my next big thing. I think I'm very similar to Julian. Didn't he say like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and DFI has three yeah. largest positions? Yeah, same for me, same for me. Like I may have like a few coins of other projects, but it's like, literally just like a tiny little bit compared to like so the big mean, three. Uh, when people ask me about my portfolio, I always say my portfolio is boring. Is yeah, mine is boring as well. Yeah. Because it's like three, the three, uh, like DFI, Ethereum, and Bitcoin are, I think, 85% of my, my holdings, most likely, right? Or yeah. maybe even 90%. Do you see how is it with you? I never asked you, actually. Also the same. I think um, <laughs> so 95% <laughs> with the three coins. So I have, I have yeah. just a few coins, smaller positions. It's more like a gambling. What was the, yeah. I agree. I agree. And and that's the next question. Daniel, um, you've been around f the block for a while. You bought a lot of shit, most likely as well. So I did, right? So I have a, <laughs> I had a couple of serious bad experiences buying crypto in the last uh, hyped uh, bull market. So I bought stuff. There was the good time when Mr. Um, McAfee was around and he was shilling coins oh. and, I, and I thought, this guy really knows, knows a lot yeah. of things, right? So, so I bought... <laughs> I bought a couple, I bought, I bought late, I think it was called Latium X or something like this. I still have them dead, worth nothing, right? I bought, uh, <laughs> I bought some, some insurance coin of a Singaporean ICO that went completely to zero. So I lost a lot. What was the worst buy, the worst investment in crypto you've ever done? Mm. I don't. Uh, I think I didn't have any bads. Okay. But the thing is that, no, Mark. The, the thing is, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not reading Twitter. I'm not reading mm -hmm. Instagram. I'm. I'm not taking any investment advice of uh, people on social media. So uh, even in the 2017 ICO bubble, it was. Um, yeah, I got some ICOs. I got into what was the name? Already forgot. It was so irrele irrelevant that I forgot the name of the project because it's worth zero as well. But. Um, you know, yeah, I, I never really got into the side because, you know, I, I think many people here on on Instagram and Telegram, like, oh, this is going to be the next the next big thing. And then they get into like this uh, echo chamber where like everyone is talking about this coin and then you get the confirmation bias and everything and your psychology brain is like going nuts. And like, oh, yeah, I need to buy. 
but uh, I, I know I'm not on social media, so I'm not um, I'm not not even knowing. I, I don't know about new projects. I, I don't know what's launching. I don't I just don't see it. I, th I think it's interesting because I changed completely over time, but it took me it took me some time, right? So I think at the beginning, when I, first of all, I thought anyway, I master trader marks, right? So, I mean, if the market goes up, every trade's a winning trade, right? It's like you jump from, from whatever was available and cracking, I bought it, right? And it always went up and I felt like, hey, God, hey, I'm so stupid. I should have done this years ago. Hey, I, I would be a multimillionaire already. <laughs> Then I figured out that it becomes a little bit more difficult if the coin's correct, right? Or the market's going down. So I learned my lesson there. And then uh, over time, I also lost quite a lot of money. I won quite a lot of money. But like I said, it's like a roulette. It's like a gamble, right? And nowadays, I'm I'm completely different and very boring. And yeah, I think it takes time for people to arrive. I mean, you're around... Mm crypto for eight years now right and bitcoin is old 10 years so it's like i mean you are if they call me an og what are you then you're a di crypto dinosaur already more or less right <laughs> yeah. mm. mark there's another yep. question from ian maybe we can yeah of course sure say? here we go maybe you want to read it this year Okay, uh, what would you say to a bug bounty hunter that's decided whether to allegedly report a bug or exploit it secretly for their own benefit? Yeah, it's a white hacker versus the black hacker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. So most well, it depends. They're like bugs that give you like a slight advantage, like the speedy miner thing. So you're not really, you know, stealing other people's money. It's just that you're mining equipment is a bit more profitable so um but you know i would report that as well but uh, if someone finds a bug and you can actually steal all the money from the platform that's not gonna work it's you know you want to cash it out and then what like someone asks you about the source of the funds and then oh, okay. <laughs> i don't know okay. i just found them okay. you know it's, <laughs> they fell off know, the it's truck not worth somewhere it. around the corner <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh found a usb stick in the woods when i was hiking <laughs> and, and there, were there were 50 million in coins on it, 50 million yeah. Coins on it. Okay. yeah so you, you know when, when someone exploits it and takes the coins and runs there's no way he can okay. you know he will be always hunted he will be always hunted for the rest of his yeah. life is, so is the community of 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 let's call you a white hacker right i mean let's say you would you call yourself a white hacker or is that is white hacker something <clears throat> different is that kind of community mm, that no well i think um maybe maybe not so when i when you say white hacker i think of a person that like hacks for ethical reasons so he okay. <laughs> i'm i'm actually doing this very selfishly so i want to know that my investment is safe i want to go into i want to invest in DeFi chain, I want, I want to understand everything about it. And I want to know that it's safe. I want to know that my funds are okay. And, you know, so it's more like a... More like an auditor yeah, in some yeah. way. Kind of, Auditor, yeah. controller, mm -hmm. whatever, right? Then, yeah, like a code audit uh, that I'm paying for with my own time because I want to know that this project is safe. So it's not like that I have very, like, ethical beliefs and okay. I'm going out mm -hmm. there and making the world a better place. I mean, yeah, I appreciate people who do, but I have no time for that. <laughs> I like that as honest at least. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let me see. Somebody said German, Austrian, Swiss community is a good sign for a conservative project in the crypto space. Would you agree to that, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, with many projects, you don't even know where the team is coming from. You know, they have anonymous team. I mean, I get it. Bitcoin also has an anonymous developer. But mm -hmm. um, like all these new projects, when they have like anonymous teams, you don't know where they're coming from. It's like you don't know. Who, it's like weird, you know. I mean, it's OK if you do the code audit and it doesn't have any security issues and it's decentralized and it's fine. But uh, I totally agree that if you have a German, Swiss, Austrian team, it's like, you know, it has different quality. Look at the German cars, for example. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Or point. German beer. German beer. When but I there was, German there beer also, to... then also nice Italian cars out there, my friend. I know. I got one. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're Italian <laughs> car lover, not a German car lover after all. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I always had like Italian cars. It's like, okay. So right now I have like the Ferrari 488 and it's, oh, it's crazy. I don't know. In, in Germany, Italy, they're so cheap. You can just get them like do liquidity mining for a couple of months and you get it. Yeah, ask, but, me, uh, ask, yeah. Me, ask me in Singapore, man. You buy a car in Singapore, that's that's a sign of real wealth here if you have a car. It's yeah. crazy. And here, here it's the same thing. You have the luxury tax. So uh, okay. a car that's like 100,000 euros becomes 500,000 euros. It's ridiculous. Just because of the luxury tax, yeah. Do you import or you buy there if you if you buy a car nah. in Australia? I just I just buy there you can't import do they have like a list they have a list of approved cars that you can import okay. and it's usually cars that are not produced in such a quantity in Australia mm -hmm. so I don't know there's like I can't think of an example but you can't just import any car so you, you have an approved list of cars that you can take in ah but another hobby of mine is uh, yeah. working on cars so I, I actually buy cars from a repairable write-off auction. So it's cars that have been in crashes and um, okay. I don't know, then the insurance company doesn't put them on an auction and I just get them and yeah, just work on them. And I fix them and, and it's nice, so, I love it. So, so yeah, really into it. fixing stuff then. So it's not only a fixed code, you fix cars as well. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And it's a lot, like cars are so technical. So you have to like reprogram the control units and everything. So it's, it's still a very technolo technological uh, hobby. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. What do you think about Tesla? Any... What about think about Tesla cars? So you you uh, you're so into tech. It's so much cool. <laughs> a Tesla's driving computer at the end, right? Our computer is four wheels. You like Tesla? Would you drive no, one? Would you buy one? It is faster than your is faster than your Ferrari now. I know, but I'm a kind of biased. So if Elon Musk haven't been on Twitter tweeting his crazy tweets. Maybe I would have got a Tesla, but after his tweets, no way, no way. You take the personal? Yeah, absolutely. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, okay, cool. So I think they're great cars, but uh, I just, you know, like, Adon like Anonymous always says, I never forget, I never forgive. So Elon Musk <laughs> and Twitter equals me not buying a Tesla. <laughs> Good point. So, Alan, out okay. there, if you listen to that, you better get your shit sorted because some people are not buying your products anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Somebody said you would like to see you would like to see the pic of your chart screen in your bedroom. Okay, what else have we got here? Um, hey, you're the pink hat hacker. That uh, you're the pink hat hacker, and said that uh, because you know pink DeFi chain. I think that's where the analogy is coming. Look from. at this. Yeah, I said already. You stole, you stole, you stole your girlfriend's gaming chair, man. <laughs> I know. We have the we have the same chair, right? I mean, yeah. it's a Singaporean brand. If somebody yeah. out there actually want the ref link for that chair, <laughs> send me. I've got. A, I I kid you not. I've got a ref link now for for Secret Lab, because you know, as a YouTube influencer, you have this nowadays, right? <laughs> nobody bought a chair from me so far so no worries about that cool what do we have here andreas ask a question a question for daniel okay wait let me let me bring that on screen can we bring that on screen here question for daniel did you ever check on the fairness of the reward findings for the masternodes of which time frame it should will be fair mining reward finding i don't really understand the question but me too but yeah, well, I don't understand it fully, but um, do you think the in first this direction part, it's going? I mean, of course, I checked the masternode fairness because mm -hmm. I found the masternode efficiency bug, mm -hmm. which um, and there were there were actually two bugs. Uh, one was fixed without me reporting it, but it was that um, you know when the um, how do you say it? the time coin age coin age when the coin age was introduced, where like when you find you know the longer you don't find a block, the more likely mm -hmm. it is. That you find one when this was introduced it was just introduced in the mining software but not in the algorithm that checks mm -hmm. the block mm -hmm. so you could just say coin h infinity and uh, it still worked so there were like a couple of tweaks you could do to make your master node a bit more efficient <clears throat> um but yeah it's all fixed now it's all good so um yeah master node was a was a big uh, topic so i spent more than just three hours on uh yeah so it's um 
Yeah. Fabio, Fabio, by the way, fully agrees. He says, I fully agree with Danny and Ellen just pissed me as off. <laughs> Used to like him a lot. <laughs> Not anymore. Not gonna buy a Tesla. Oh, okay, yeah. that's yeah. so cool. Fabio, also, you're my man. Fabio is my man. <laughs> Fabio is your man. Yeah. yeah, hey, guys, we we spent an hour chatting and I've got the feeling we could do it. Another one that went like that oh. went like so smooth and fast. I uh, want to be a little bit uh, sensitive or sensible with time. Uh, it's uh, DC's lunch break. Is there something else, Daniel? I don't want to cut you off. I'm really having a no. blast here. Is there something else what you what you want to voice, what you want to kind of tell the audience out there that your life is us today about DeFi chain, about crypto, something like recommendation, wisdom that you want to share? Uh, well, I think we covered most of the important topics but uh at the end i just wanted to tell you that it's so great what you guys are doing i love the youtube videos i love the Thanks. uh you know this new format the fire chat where you invite guests so uh you know thumbs up it's a it's an amazing uh work you're doing for the community thank you so thank you thank you very much for you know. your support hey hey yeah. daniel this was the first show right you have to come back i really think you have to for come sure. back a certain uh, at a certain time And we're gonna do an episode two. We're gonna figure out a couple of new ideas. You might have found some new bugs. Until then, uh, we that stay would in touch. be that yeah. would be a question. Uh, what oh. is the next project uh, for the bug bounty program? <laughs> so the master note is now safe. <laughs> we have found yeah. nearly everything. And <laughs> who who well, I, I can't, who asked that? Well, I, I, who asked this question? I, obviously, I can't. Well, obviously, I can't uh, share this information because. Um, okay. I'm on to something, <laughs> let's say it there. Okay. Let's put it that That's way. Um, but uh, of course, I won't share it unless it's fixed. And then Vusa, okay. Vusa, our man who is building the DeFi node, You've, you know the DeFi node project most likely. He said, how can we follow this amazing person? So your new <laughs> fans, we're going we're gonna to bring fandom and, 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 and fame to you, my friend, to Australia now. How can people follow you? I have no Twitter you? account. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not on social media. I don't believe in social media. But with all this new equipment that I bought just for this interview, maybe I'll start a YouTube channel. You should. Maybe. You should. You yeah. should. You as should. long as you invite us back to be your guest sooner or later. Absolutely. <laughs> you will be guest one. Yeah. Episode one. Thank you very much. Hey. Yeah, so yeah. we can't follow you. Okay. Unfortunately, another guy said, Kryptobi, very nice comment. Daniel is a great asset for DivaChain. I can't Thank agree more. I think Daniel... We, we are really are grateful to have you. I'm really happy that you showed your face. When I heard about that there's this Dr. Daniel Kagara, you were kind of <laughs> Mr. Anonymous. So I, I, I did a bit of research and then I thought, uh, reach out to you and found you then finally. And I thought you might come up, you know, hoodie, uh, sunglasses, something like this <laughs> voice changer. But you're a real person. That's what I really like. Yeah. I, I had a great time. Hey, I'm so Me happy too. to Me have too. you. Thanks for coming. No worries. Yeah, really, thank you. And yes, uh, no worries. we're going to stay in touch anyway. Uh, I owe you a drink in this cocktail bar in Atlas in Singapore. The largest cocktail, uh, the largest gin selection in the world. <laughs> they, have, they have a gin tower. Daniel, Daniel, last yeah. one. Tell us about, give us a gin selection because we spoke about gin the last time when we spoke. Oh, I'm, I'm not a big gin aficionado, but I like gin. I like drinking gin. And uh, we have like this Australian ink gin. So it looks like, you know, like a ink that you can use for writing. It's yeah, violet, purple. right? It's violet, purple color. I don't know. I fell in love with the bottle. I fell in love in, with the way it looks. But um, it is, it's, it's actually tasting amazing. And at the gin bar in Singapore, we'll try that one. We're going to do this we'll when see. you come over. So when the lockdown, when they finally let you off your island, then you can come to my island. Your island's a bit bigger than my island. And then we're going to go for a drink. Hopefully, DC <laughs> can join us Absolutely. as well. And yeah, yeah. guys, thanks a lot. Thanks to everybody out there for watching. I hope you had a good time. I think it was awesome. I said yesterday Amazing. in the news show, if the fireside chat is only going to be half as good as our call, Daniel, that we had like one or two, two days ago, then it's going to be fantastic. I think it was better than our briefing that we had, better than when we set up the lights and the tech and everything. I had a good time. I hope you guys out there had a good time. See you next in a couple of weeks when we have the next Fireside Chat. Otherwise, see you in the next news show. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.